Good evening, folks. Welcome back to Reentry TV. It's your brother Larry Jones. And I'm Lieutenant Manuel Field. And if this is your first time joining in and catching the program, Reentry TV is all about real people. We provide real solutions, thus, Reentry TV. You'll see a number at the bottom of the screen you can call for help. There's also a website full of information. And it sounds like exactly what it is. We're going to help folk who have been uh, ex offenders, who are ex offenders who have felonies, uh, help you become re-entered into society. We have tools, we have services, we have a lot of good stuff. So hang on in this hour-long program. Lieutenant and I are going to get you caught up. This first segment is called Coffee and Conversation. And tonight, Lieutenant, we're out on location. Yes, we are. We are at the Trinity East mm -hmm. United Methodist Church with Pastor Brian Delco. This church is located in the heart of Third Ward, Texas, uh, right on McGowan between uh, St. Charles and Dowling. And one of the most interesting numbers that we can bring you tonight, uh, a lot of ex-offenders. Yes, come live. to this particular area. Okay. You know, uh, before the year was out in 2010, there were five different zip codes that we talked about. Hot spots. Yeah, yeah. and those zip codes was 072, 078. Okay. 004, which is where, where we, we are, are today, All right, cool. and 026 and 016. So since we are in the McGregor Third Ward area, uh, just to bring you update, bring an update on some of those numbers, uh, opposed to me trying to remember them, right. I'll just read the stats to you. Uh, 216 supervised releasees returning to this particular zip code, mm -hmm. 004 zip code. And that's a lot of people uh, at a rate of approximately 7.3 releases per 1,000 residents. Yeah. That's a lot of people. So it is great that we are in this particular area today. And our goal this year, one of our goals is to get in every area that we mentioned in 2010 and do a on-site right. uh, shoot so we can get the community involved, and that's the purpose of what we do, getting the information back out to the community. And, Lieutenant, it also provides us with some hands-on knowledge to find out what these folk absolutely need. Right. So it might be counseling, it might be further education, it might be help with building a resume, it might be a simple vocational skill. We can help. That's what Reentry TV is all about. So pay attention to what's coming up next. Oh, and by the way, Lou, we've got a big lineup of folk at this forum today. Yes. Some forum. Yes. It's a forum. Uh, it's called Catch the Spirit Forum. There you go. Uh, State Representative Harold Dutton's, uh, Harold Dutton will be here. Uh, Dr. Byron Price from Texas Southern University, along with uh, City Councilman uh, Jarvis Johnson, mm -hmm. and just to name a few of the heavyweights who came out today to uh, Trinity East United Methodist Church to be a part of this forum. We'll also have some guests a little later on the show to talk about yes. reentry. Right, right. And as a matter of fact, uh, and I'm glad you mentioned those names because what it does, it really shows that they are concerned mm -hmm. 
about the alarming numbers that are out there, right. and they really want to make a difference. And the state representative have done, and the councilman Jarvis Johnson actually coming in right. to talk with the community about it on the forum. So you don't have someone in office that doesn't care. Right. You know, so they're taking their time out to come out and show the people in the community that they are actually trying to address these issues. Yep. Reentry TV is what we're all about. Since we've been on the air, we've had a chance to talk to over 438 people who were looking for apartment, legal advice, employment. Uh, I can tell you right now, we've put over 21 folk in housing, and there's still a long list of people waiting. Not that they don't qualify, just nothing available right now. Right. Okay? Right. Uh, we've helped over 112 folk with legal issues. So the program is valid. It's, it's, it's extremely successful. In, in placement and getting some information people just didn't know about. I had a chance to uh, talk to one of our fine friends from Abundant Life Cathedral Church who caught last week's show for the first time. Mm -hmm. She didn't know we even existed. Wow. And didn't know that we have this information to help people. Okay. So uh, continue to spread the word. Yes. Uh, word of mouth is great. And uh, we're all about helping you. Uh, for this brand new year. And the word is out there because uh, I've gone out to dinner and mm -hmm. there's been people who stop recognize, me and say, yeah. uh, and, and you'd be surprised uh, how openly people are to talk about yeah. uh, their loved ones that are incarcerated. And is there a way that we can get information yeah. to them to be able to assist their loved ones? So if, if you're out there watching, tonight. Dial the number on your screen and we will make sure that we get the information to you. Yeah. Uh, because Reentry TV, as we said earlier, we are the converter belt yeah. of information from here to you. So feel free to call us, uh, look us up on the website reentrytv.com and make sure you get in contact with us. So I tell you what we should do. We're gonna take a quick break and go to a clip and just show you some of the success stories that we've built in to Reentry TV and we really appreciate you checking us out tonight. Hi, my name is Roderick Higgins. I come to the Lieutenant House in October 09. Since here I've been working, achieving goals, moving forward. This program has a lot to offer for a person. Whether it's working, office work, janitorial, landscaping, or picking up litter, you choose your goal and move forward in it. I have achieved many goals since I've been here, and I'm having fun doing it as I'm going along up the ladder. First of all, let me give you a demonstration about where I've been. I started picking up litter, then I went from litter to team leader from team leader to gate monitor. That's a big achievement. And still going forward to be one day be a counselor or something and moving up that ladder. And with Lieutenant, he give us opportunities and let us go with our flow and let us come with the ideas. And if they sound good, he gonna work with you to, to achieve those goals. So if you're looking for a nice program to attend, try the Lieutenant House, Dave and Ivory, the best in the market.
Welcome back to Reentry TV. I'm your brother Larry Jones. Lieutenant Manuel Fields. And it's all about real people, real success. It is Reentry TV, as you saw about that particular clip. Guys are getting out with hope and purpose and, 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 and a, a better understanding of wanting to get back out and do well for their family. Right. That's what it's all about. So we're here to help. As Lieutenant mentioned earlier, there's a number at the bottom of the screen. Also, make sure you check out the website at reentrytv.com. We're doing our very best to help everyone throughout the greater Houston community who happen to have been an ex-offender or you may be carrying a felon and you need this information from Reentry TV. Lieutenant, you have some more hard facts for us today? Well, being that we are in the Third Ward area yes, sir. at Trinity East mm -hmm. United Methodist Church. Correct. Pastor Brian Delco. Yes, sir. Uh, we would like to thank him for allowing us to be at his site today. Right. Uh, so we take our hats off to Pastor Delco. But getting back to uh, the numbers in the Third Ward McGregor area, um, which is the 004 zip code that we mentioned, it is one of the five main zip codes that people getting out of prison, coming back to Houston, resides in this particular zip code. Uh, Third Ward is four, uh, really about maybe five minutes from downtown. Mm -hmm. And, and it's by far a disadvantage of, of the seven neighborhoods that right. we talked about right. and no five zip codes. Uh, as far as the poverty level is 102% lower uh, as far as people getting jobs mm -hmm. and income rate. 39% uh, unemployment rate, which wow. is 410% higher than the city average. Yeah. So you're talking about a particular area within the city of Houston that is 410% higher when it, when it comes to employment rate. That, that is pretty hard. Now, I, I mean, that helps us understand why you have people going back and forth to prison yeah. uh, because there is a disadvantage. And the amount of housing in this area that is vacant 18% of the houses in this particular area is vacant, boarded up. Hmm. So what do you think is gonna happen? Oh, I already know. Uh, drug users, uh, prostitution, all that. They're crackheads live in those houses. And 64% of people are renting, not homeowners, yeah. but they're renting. So, I mean, when you talk about the number that, that People are unemployed, people are renting, uh, so we just can only assume that those people are working, paying their rent. Right. But it's just the mindset of dealing with people with sixth grade, mm -hmm. grade level, folks that's getting out of prison because it was established earlier that people that are locked up has a sixth grade education. That's the average. So let me throw this out, Lieutenant. So you, you're telling me that Offenders are coming back from the penitentiary in an impoverished area, and these men or women don't have any skills or skill set or mindset, or even with this record, you can't get a job. Right. And you're, you're in a place that's already impoverished, so right. it's a two strikes against you already. Absolutely. And you're close to River Oaks, the Galleria area, mm -hmm. 
where there's an abundance of possibility of, 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 of money so you can just go help yourself, be a little stick-up kid, and come back to the hood. Right, right. So it, I, and I go back to jail. Absolutely. Okay. I mean, recidivism rate yeah, yeah. Is, is at an alarming rate of about 80% of people getting out going back to jail. Right. Uh, so it is imperative that as a community, especially employers, if you're out there hmm. and you just so happen to catch the show, we want every employer to call in and let us know that you are willing to give these people another chance. Uh, from our research, we're finding out that people that have been locked up have been working for free. So they would make you great employees. No doubt. Hard workers, very loyal, uh, knowing that they can't afford to mess up because they don't have a lot of chances. Right. You know, like the average person. So right. whenever they get on a job, it is to their advantage to make it work, be there on time, do the best they can, because they don't know when the next job availability is going to be for them. And when they get on the job, they begin to build a track record of being on time, mm -hmm. uh, 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 being a leader, uh, an innovator, uh, someone that you can depend on. Because like you just said, Lieutenant, they've already coming out with two strikes on them already right. before they even get back into the workplace. So I'm not about to mess up again if I want right. to stay out of there. Absolutely. Whichever unit I came from, I don't want to go don't back. Don't want to go back, whether it's state jail or uh, institutional division or just the uh, local Harris County jail or the city jail. Right. Uh, to get an opportunity to go to work and provide for yourself and your family, you know, they don't take that for granted. And so today the form that is happening in this particular community, uh, we're very excited about it. Yeah. And we're very excited that uh, the political industry is oh, yeah. coming out and, and they're coming out to talk with the community and to the community about the plan and what they planning on doing about these issues. You right. know? So I think that that's great. So when you hear about the different forms in your area, mm -hmm. be sure to come out and support not only uh, the political uh, leaders in your community, but Support yourself by joining in and making a difference. Like Lieutenant said, we're live tonight at the Trinity East United Methodist Church in the heart of Third Ward on McGowan Street. And uh, we'd like to thank Pastor uh, Delco. Delco and his fine staff for allowing us to set up and run our cameras out here tonight. We're going to take you inside to a forum, have some special guests a little later on. But the nugget is, and, and it came to me while you were talking, Lieutenant, not only can we help you find a job, get a job, write a resume, uh, dress properly when you go out to look for a job. But there's also a, a part of this television program that can hook you up if you want to run your own business, if you want to yes. build your own business. Yes. We, we, we specialize in standing on our own. So you don't want to go work for the man, fine. You can get into this program, get into this TV program, and we can turn you on to uh, various uh, solutions that will help you start your own business. Mm -hmm. You can hire your own employees. We, we've, we've got that kind of hookup. So the numbers at the screen, as Lieutenant said, also the website at uh, reentrytv.com. And, and as well, we have uh, 
information H Tech. Yes, sir. Houston yes, sir. Excellent Center. school. So if, if you're at home wondering, what can I do next? I, I, I need more education. Uh, Houston Training Educational Center yeah. is a great school. We, we went there on site. We've highlighted them on the show, uh, and they put in out great, great graduates. Yep, uh, medical field, uh, computer technology, and Ms. Boutet and her staff are just about to open up the heating and air conditioning wing. Right. There's also a mechanic school coming, so uh, it, it's a big deal. It's a big deal, so you need to check it out. H-Tech, Houston Technical Educational Center. It's a good spot. Your name, sir? Tarsus Foley. And your position at H-Tech? Director of Emissions. And how long have you been with the company, Mr. Foley? Two and a half years. And the purpose of H-Tech is what? Mm, I think each individual have their own individual of what H-Tech's purpose is. I know my purpose and my vision for H-Tech is for each individual student is to strive and get the knowledge that they need when they walk through the door. If that means being personalized with them, if that means knocking on the door, if that means uh, feeding them or clothing them so they can be successful, then that's what we're going to do because my whole definition of HTEC is the community. Okay. And what, is, uh, what are your curriculums here at HTEC? Uh, we have a, a, a free accounting program. Um, a lot of people say, what do you mean when you say free? It's actually free. Uh, we don't want any students to take out any loans. Uh, of course, it's dependent on your income. Uh, we have the office administration business course. We have a dental program, and we have a medical assistant program. Your, um, your technology field, how, how deep into the technical technology industry do you take the student? Uh, real deep. You know, like our office administration business course, um, what I love about this course is uh, my instructor Tony, he takes the whole computer part and, and shows the individual what are they working on. Now we don't just give a business course, we want to know what is actually what the whole computer consists of. And then he after he, he, he breaks that down to them, then he breaks the, the component of the computer and he teaches them and then we teach the business course. So it's a nine months course and then two months of externship. So it's a, it's a real in-depth um, program. I mean, our administrative assistant here, she, she did it and she got hired. Okay. What kind of, uh, what kind of students does H-Tech attract? I would think we get all type of students. Um, you know, we, that's what we're all about. Uh, it's it's, it's uh, funny when you came here, because when I got here, all they had was women in here. And I was like, no, no, we got to be diverse. We got to bring some different type of people in here. And um, so that was, that was how my game plan was, was to bring, because everybody needs to be up. I felt that being over here on the side, the community didn't know what we really, really do. So we get all types of community. I mean, students. I mean, it could be from Caucasian, from African-American, from India, from Ethiopia. I mean, from men coming out of prison, from women coming out of prison, um, felonies, misdemeanors, whatever the situation is. Each individual is not a number. They are actually a student. And that's what HSEC is all about. You need a GED to get in this program? You need, high a high school, school. you need a high school diploma or a GED. But a student don't have a high school diploma or GED, we do have a free GED program. And people say a free GED program, you know, because HCC and those schools you have to pay, we actually pay for their tests. 
and uh, Ms. Phillips pays the instructor out of her pocket to teach them two days a week, Tuesdays through Thursdays from 5.30 to, excuse me, 5.30 to 8.30. So in the process of you know, getting their high school diploma, I mean their GED, then they can enroll into the school. We want to make sure the students, a lot of schools try to enroll students, but you know, even though you got a certification, you don't get a job without a high school diploma. The certification is nothing. So we make sure we stress that. Um, in the time remaining, uh, Mr. Foley, tell us about your, uh, your director, Ms. Phillips, in your own words. Hmm. Very unusual woman. Um, spiritual, um, delightful, um, giving. And what I mean by that, I mean, not only for the students, me personally. I mean, she's an individual who loves these students. If the, if people really actually knew what she'd do for them, I mean, she, how many CEOs you know who comes and checks on the students, who call the students? And we had a student in jail. You know, she went up there to go see him. And I mean, he was just like, I wasn't expecting you to come and see me. You don't care about me. And she's like, Yes, I do. I mean, it's definitely just a real, genuine sister. And I, I love her. I mean, I can call her in, in midnight hours and say, what's going on? A student can call her in midnight hour. I knew her before I worked here. And she told me, I'm going to steal you from your previous job. I'm like, no, I'm not ready to go. No, I'm wrong. And then one, one day I called her and I said, you ready? She said, I've been waiting on you. Because we was, uh, I just think she's just a wonderful person. It's, it's hard to describe an angel. It's hard to describe an angel who really... God has really designed her to be alert and to see her surroundings. That's why she's been in business for so long. I mean, I can, you know, she's hard. I mean, so sometimes she chews me out. But, like she always says, when I, when she, she said, when I, you know, Ms. Foley, when I used to get reviews, I used to, I like when they give me bad reviews so I can learn from what I do. And so I, because I'm always like, oh, well, I want to get the good reviews and all that. She said, you do get reviews, but it's always something that you have to improve on. Even her as an individual, she says, always something that I have to improve on. And I just like her journey. Someone who's 17, who, who didn't have a college degree and then opened up a vocational training college and then went to college and did what she had to do. And I mean, out of all the devils and, and hell, 12 years later, she's still standing. And the, and the devils are still trying to shoot up, and she's just like, you ain't finna, this is what God, this is why God I'm here. Um, Mr. Foley, any one student or any one particular event that sticks out in your mind that... that, that graduation. And you guys know what? I am the most biggest crybaby around graduation time. <laughs> I mean, the year before, I, I, I mean, I didn't even know all the students. And I was boo crying because you know why? When someone else succeeding to the next level in their life, it's exciting to me because they're succeeding, I'm succeeding. And uh, every student, I mean, every staff member is always saying, now don't cry, I'm gonna slap you, I'm gonna cry. But it's so, I mean, it's just, I'll just be so jubilant to see those students walking across that stage and boo-hoo and, you know, you got, I got, uh, we had a student who was on $166 a month with three kids living in Lincoln Park. I'm just saying, this is a bad sister coming here every day, like nothing's wrong. And then you got this student talking about, oh, I got this bill, I got this bill, but this woman living off $166 a month and walked across that day. Yeah, I was gonna cry. Yeah. So the satisfaction, the graduation. 
satisfaction of graduate of completing your goal, knowing that the light is at the end of the tunnel and you made it through all obstacles. Hello, my name is Chester Carter. Most first of all, I'd like to say is feel good, be free. I've been in and out of that penitentiary then all my life, been incarcerated. Boy, I feel good. I'm here at the lieutenant house now, trying to get my life together. I'm a chef here, cook, however you want to put that, but I think I do a good job. A lot of fellas think I do a good job. I come a long way. I don't want to see them doors no more, because I've been in and out of that nail all my life. I'd like to just say this program have helped me a long way, made me come a long way, brother. And I benefit from it. You know, I'm getting on my feet. I'm doing good. I don't have to worry about going back out there participating off in the most drugs like I used to do. You know, it's, it's a good recovery center. You can, you know, you can do it if you want to. It's up to the individual change. It's up to you to make that decision. I think I made, matter of fact, I know I made a decision to do the right thing. And I, you know, and I like it, and I'm proud of myself. You know what I'm saying? I'm proud of, you know, myself, and I, that I love God. God has brought me a long way. You know, old, that old doctors be hitting me every now and then and all that, but I just overlook it and pray. Keep on going. Now, I, I, I buy a lot of them brothers when they get out to come here and try to get them some help. Because this is a good program. It can help you. It can work for you if you want to, if you want to help yourself. First and most of all, you got to want to help yourself. You can do it. You know, you got to have that willpower. You got to keep on striving. Take it a step at a time, day by day. All I want to say, the brothers out there walking around in darkness and madness, a lot of them youngsters, they need to wake up and get themselves together, especially if you've been incarcerated. You need to get out and try to find that place and try to help yourself. I, I'm, I'm, I'm also in another program, Aspire to Win. I go out and talk to youngsters and talk to kids. You know, that's really make me feel good and proud of myself. I have come a long ways and I, and I love it. I'm not, I'm not looking back at the past no more. I'm looking straight ahead at the future. I just want to know if anybody out there want to help yourself, you need to come on in. I mean, I want to say that. Please, brothers, you know, don't be no lagger in life. You know, because life is short, man. We don't have but one to live. And that's God. God going to make the life longer for you. All you got to do is just get in there and try. You can see it's easy. I've been there, did that, how you want to say done that? Say, man, if I can do it, anybody could do it. Boy, cause I used to be a Roma. <laughs> Boy, look at me now, I'm a big old teddy bear. I'm gentle as a lamb, trying to help myself. By me helping myself, I know I can help others. Thank you. Welcome back to Reentry TV with your brother Larry Jones. Lieutenant Manuel Fields. And it's all about real people. We have real solutions. It is Reentry TV, and we appreciate you listening. We appreciate you watching. Also, spreading the word throughout the community that, uh, man, that, 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 that these folks are my jobs. And, and it's real. It's real. Yeah. It's real. Uh, that last clip was from the lieutenant's house. Uh, this is one of our uh, folk who, as, as Lieutenant said, our conveyor belt of information. Mm -hmm. uh, substance abuse, transitional housing, there's a work staff, workforce, uh, they get it done. And they're just one of many agencies that we're hooked up with In on reentry. Okay? Yes, yeah. yes, yes. So reentry TV is what it's all about. 
All right, Lieutenant and I are going to take another break. And when we come back, we will have special guests for you. I won't tell you who it is right now, but I guarantee you, you will not be disappointed. See you soon. How you doing? My name is Philip Drury, and I'm an employee at the Lieutenant's House. Um, I went to Reentry TV. As a matter of fact, I heard the commercial on BET and called it and got invited out and um, went to one, you know, TV session and I got a job at the Lieutenant's House as a driver. And um, just looking at the situation, it helps felons that's trying to come back and are sincere and changing, you know, you got to make your mind up, you know, you can't let situations cause you to go back to where you came from. So it gave me a sense of responsibility as well as accountability for me and my family. Uh, I grew up in the fourth ward, um, attended Jack Yates in high school and took a turn for the worse then. But, uh, you know, the Bible says, you know, you bring a child up in my ways, he won't depart later on. And, you know, I'm, uh, I'm applying that right now. I'm a functional member at my church, the Fellowship of Purpose and Channel View. Uh, and I, you know, the opportunity was grand for me. But one thing I can say that things are moving so fast and you have to put yourself in a program or some type of organization that's giving you an opportunity at a certain pace to pace yourself back into society because things will come up, bills, situations, and it'll cause you to go back to where you came from. And uh, that's the opportunity that I, I appreciate Lieutenant Fields for giving me the opportunity not to look back, but to look forward at what I got going on in life. So uh, what are your plans for the future? My plans are to um, eventually start my own prison ministry and um, become more spiritual, uh, become a father, um, a husband, um, a pillar in my family, and um, you know, just be the one that, hey, if he could do it, I can do it. You know, that's, that's really what I'm looking for. That's the opportunity that I want. So what advice would you give to somebody out there that was in your old position? Uh, listen, um, People are going to come by and say little things, make comments, sit down and have conversations with you. And what you don't want to hear, take heed to that. Because I can remember talking to older people and they say, hey, man, you're pretty intelligent, man. This, that, that, and the other. But I wasn't trying to hear that. I only wanted to hear the fast lane, what was going on, what was hip, what was fly. And what's hip and what's fly keeps you in an ignorant state of mind. Um, just. Anything knowledgeable, any any type of wisdom, I ask that you take that, take heed to it, eat it, get it in your system, and try to apply it in your daily life. And welcome back to Reentry TV. It's all about real people, real solutions. Reentry TV. Now, as we told you uh, in the first segment of tonight's program, we're live at the Trinity East United Methodist Church in the heart of Third Ward, Texas. And there is a Catch the Spirit forum going on tonight with various political leaders and folk in the community who want to help you, as we do every Monday night, get you re-entered into society. If you're just joining us, this program is all about ex-offenders, folks with felonies who just can't get a job or maybe don't have a place to stay or you're dealing with a drug problem and you need some help. 
Well, that's what this program is all about. And tonight, Lieutenant Fields and I uh, have an array of, of, of public figures and just folk who have heart for men who are trying to get better. And uh, no better representative of that than our state senator who's sitting with us right now. Representative, take representative. See if you stay. I'm gonna make you a senator. That's all right. I'm gonna make you. That's all right. See, but my senator's getting nervous. Oh well, I don't, don't want to do that. We're not trying to replace. Okay. You. No, 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 no. State Representative Harold Dutton. Hey, welcome to the thank, show. Thank you very much. Thank yes, sir. You. Thank you. Thank you, indeed. Yeah, Lieutenant Fields. Fields. Mm -hmm. I, I thank you for inviting me. This is uh, this is a wonderful, wonderful occasion. It's a nice little forum. Yeah, nice yeah. little forum. I, I mean, I. Um, I think this whole idea about reentry is is taking uh, taking off. Mm -hmm. uh, we had several bills during the last session that uh, addressed this pro or attempted to address right. the problem of reentry, mm -hmm. and I suspect we're going to do more of it uh, come this next session, which starts in a few days. Well, first of all, sir, we thank you for your service. Well, thank you to the Houston community, uh, and being a state representative, and we've had a chance to watch you practice what you preach get some things through because I know it's tough in Austin but it you know. it's um, you know it's kind of like one somebody said to me just just a little bit ago that this time they're gonna have 101 Republicans and 49 Democrats and uh, how was I gonna deal with that and I said well you know when I first ran for office and um, I, I didn't really like what had happened that session that I first uh, went to the legislature and I went home and I was playing dominoes with a man over on Lockwood. Okay. And uh, I said to him, he said, well, what do you think about it? I said, I don't like it. He said, why? I said, well, because, you know, they just had too many white people. Right. That's what I said. Mm -hmm. And so he looked at me and he said, well, are you ever going to get to a point where you can dictate who shows up? Wow. <laughs> and I thought about it for yeah. a minute. I yeah. thought about it for a minute and I said, no. And he said, well, then you need to learn to work with whoever shows up. Wow, yes, sir. Wow. And so I have adopted that as a mantra for me that says, I don't care if 101 devils show up. I still got to work with them. Right. I still got to figure right. out how to do what we got to do. And, and reentry is one of those issues, man, that, um, that's a tough issue. Uh, one, because it, um, the same conditions that causes a person the end of the system, mm -hmm. a president when they get out of the system. Absolutely. The only thing now is they have a felony jacket on them. Right. And so now it's more difficult. Right. And so that's what, that's what in part, many of us in the legislature are trying to, been, uh, trying to address. Um, I tell people all the time that, that, that sometimes sports imitates life. Mm -hmm. And no greater example than Michael Vick. Oh my God! Yes, For sir. Example. No doubt. Talk about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and he he sort of epitomizes this whole double face of America that says, okay, uh, you know, if you go in and you you, you get a sentence, and even if you get it, whatever that sentence is, right, you go and you serve it, and you've done your time, and mm. you come home, and you start clean. Right. Well, that's what we all hope for. Right. But that's not what happens. That's not exactly. reality. In reality. That's not reality. In fact, I had um, in my office. We have, um, uh, I started helping a young man who was in prison. Uh, ended up helping him get out. He had a life sentence. Mm -hmm. And uh, through my work and his efforts too, we were able to get that sentence uh, reduced. Mm -hmm. He ended up getting out and when he got out, he came to my office. And I said to him, I said, well, look, um, you know, one of the things you need to do is get a job. And he said, Mr. Dutton, that's what I'm trying to do. Mm -hmm. 
And after thinking about it, I thought, why don't I hire him? And I did, and I hired him, and I said, well, look, but what, let me tell you what your job is. Let me tell you what I want you to do for me and for a lot of other people. I'm hiring you because I want you to go and meet with all the other employers and get them to hire other ex-felons. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. You know, Lieutenant, that's been one of our pleas on the show is that if you are employer, or empl or employer and you have work, contact us at reentrytv.com or call the number on the screen because we need you. These are hardworking folk who are ready for a second chance in life. Yes. And we, we, we really want you to, to get involved. Our time is short right now with uh, State Representative Harold Dutton, but we appreciate you, sir. Hey, and we, we would we, love to have him back come back. Show. Yeah. So we Anytime. need to talk about this, the Anytime. bill and the different things that are going on in the legislature. I mean, I love it because that's been my background. Well, we start January 11th in the legislature, and uh, so anytime after that, I'd be more than happy to come back and share with you and the viewing audience about what's going on in the legislature. All right, sir. So right. Our representative Dutton has to go participate with the uh, Catch the Spirit Forum, so we got to let him run. But we'll be uh, we'll be back with a little bit more Reenter TV right after this. Tony Salat. And Tony, you are an instructor here at A-State. Yes, sir, I am. And the class you teach. A computerized office administration. Okay. Now, before becoming an instructor here, Tony, you actually graduated from A-State. Yes, sir, proud graduate of A-State. Okay, so tell us how you got into the program. Uh, tell us a little bit about your director, Ms. Boutte, and uh, your life before A-State. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, in uh, a few years back, well, let's say year 2000, I got into some trouble with the law and uh, got a possession charge and um, I got put on probation for 10 years. Um, still didn't want to do right, everything. In 2005, got in trouble again and, um, you know, I, I, they just started it all over again. And what happened was uh, she, um, she came in 2007 to my probation office and she told me about the school she was on, the school she had, and the great programs she had, and the one that that spoke to me was the computerized office administration. Um, I just needed to do something, and that's what piqued my interest. You know, I, I knew I had to go back and, and get some sort of education. You know, I already got enough strikes against me. You know, having something on my record and everything, so people are already going to look at me different. So I knew I had to have some sort of marketable skill, and that's what and that's what HTech provided for me. And uh, Miss Stephanie Boutte, she I, I just cannot say enough good things about her. She actually gave me my my second chance, and she taught me everything I needed to know and prepared me for everything I needed to face when when I did you know leave the school. And and I just I owe so much to her. So. You're able to translate all of your experiences into your classroom. Oh, definitely, definitely. I, um, I, I, I feel like I can, I can um, use my life experiences to teach the people in those chairs because I was in those chairs not too long ago. I, I was there about two years ago, and um, I, I completely relate to them because I know where they've been. Maybe not exactly because you know everyone's situation is different, but. Um, but we do have a, a common thread, and that's, you know, we, we don't like where we're at, and we want to get to that next level. 
Um, tell us, tell us what's what's been challenging in terms of your students and maybe your greatest success story to date. I would have to say that the single greatest challenge to my students is the fact that what we're what we're trying to provide for our students is something so real and so important that we I always like to tell my students that that just treat H Tech as a training ground for out there for the real world you know treat this as a small little kind of like ecosphere of the real world you know, if you're coming in late here, more than likely you're going to come in late at work. The way you act and, and, and treat other people here is the way you're going to treat other people out in the world. So that's, I think that's the single greatest challenge. I mean, people think that they're in school, they can be relaxed and this and that. No, you come in here and you dress the part, you look the part, you play the part, you act the part, and that will translate to success story for someone that you've seen come through the program that has gone on to do wonderful things? I tell you what, I have a student of mine just recently uh, went on her internship, externship, and um, straight A student, never missed a day. Uh, you know, I, you know, there's going to be people that listen to you and then there's going to be people that don't listen to you. And this, this lady, she just listened to me from day one, maybe only missed twice out of the nine months she was here. And uh, due to her excellent uh, attendance record and her excellent grades, she's interning now at the Houston Food Bank on I-45. And I think uh, somewhere in the Heights, it's that big Houston Food Bank. And she is using everything that she has learned to work in that office and help it help it make it become more efficient it, it is just and every now and then I'll get a call from her or get a text from her saying hey Tony I just uh, want to let you know everything's all right love you man bye you know and to me that is the biggest satisfaction that that I can get I mean other I mean just words can't express how how awesome it feels to know that I had a hand in helping somebody's future just, just like the teachers that helped me help get me off to my future. You just gotta pay it forward. My name is Michael Bush. Pretty much everybody call me Mike. Um, I just got out of prison. I've been doing 20 years flat. I got out of prison um, July the 26th. I haven't been out six months yet. And uh, I had parole to my mother's house. And um, I was chopping trees, and I eventually bought me a car, a cash car, and, you know, it's pretty nice. And I was putting my other money up, and uh, I came and discovered my mother stole my money. So when I confronted her about the situation, uh, she denied it, and, you know, my stepdad, they all got crazy. And um, I went to uh, report to my parole officer, and these guys came in in black and uh, told me I had a warrant, a uh, mental health warrant. And... Um, they interrupted the parole interview and took everything out of my pockets. I had to get them car keys to my parole officer and everything like that. And they handcuffed me and took me to uh, Harris County Psychiatric Center on uh, South McGregor. And I had to go through this uh, evaluation and it was a lot of um, false information that they put on the um, report. And um, I had to prove that 
So when I was uh, released, they said they didn't want me to come back to the house. Okay, so I was homeless. And I was like, wow, what am I going to do? I'm homeless and don't have a job. So um, the friends that I thought they were my friends, you know how you always hear, oh, you ever need anything, do, 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 right? So I checked all that and it didn't come through. The only one that stuck with me was my little brother. And he's married and his wife is like, he can't come stay here. A, a female friend of mine at that time, I called, I say, look, I don't know what's the deal. They put me out, you know what I'm saying? They put me out of my clothes in the car and stuff. And um, I just got back to Bentob. Uh, I don't know what to do. She said, well, I saw a uh, program on um, TV on Channel 17 called Reentry, and I put the phone number down. She said, it might be fake, but I'm going to give you this number so you call it. I said, okay. So I called the number. And it was some lady that I spoke with named Destiny, and she gave me the instructions. I explained my situation to her completely. And um, I'm not familiar with the Houston area, I don't know the streets, so I followed her instructions and got to the place. And it was last Monday and I was in the studio and after um, I witnessed what was going on in the studio, uh, they had a birthday party and I'm like, man, all this stuff is for real, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, well, they're going to give me a place to give me a job, you know what I'm saying? So Lieutenant, after that, um, he came and, and talked to me, and there was another guy in the green suit. I don't remember his name, but i never forget his face, bald-headed guy. He was like, man, uh, don't worry about it. Just sit here, you know what I'm saying? When the lieutenant come, man, you know, explain the situation to him. So I explained my situation to him completely, you know. And uh, he said, all right, I'll tell you what. Uh, you have your car? I said, yes, sir. I have my car outside. My clothes and stuff is in there. I don't have no job. I don't know what I'm going to do, man. I'm on parole. And... Um, I don't know what's going on. He said, well, I tell you what, it's a, um, a band by the name of Lieutenant Dan Richards. He said, go ahead on and follow him um, to uh, the lieutenant's house, and we're going to get you set up. So I'm thinking, this, this can't be for real. You know what I mean? You know, it's, it's not happening. So I followed, and I came and unpacked my car, and um, they processed me in. So uh, tomorrow, you know, I passed drug tests and everything. So Tomorrow, I go to work. Whatever kind of job it is, you know, I'm going to work. So that's what happened with me. Wow, so now you have a place to stay and now you have a job. Yeah. So what would you tell the people out there about Reentry TV? Reentry TV is real, man. You know, you look on, uh, I think it's on Channel 17, and uh, you look at the number if you're in my situation or worse. Oh, I don't think you could be in a worse situation than mine. Um, you need to try it, because it's real, man. Solution. We entry TV. Solution. We entry TV. For you.